Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus. I'm Tess Taylor. My guests today are here to talk about BLADE, the Brainerd Lakes Area Drug Education Group. And we have with us Captain Andy Gallus from the Crow Wing County Sheriff's Office. Brian Andrews is also here. He is the Executive Director for Restorative Justice here in the Lakes Area, and he's also a part of the recovery community. And Tammy Lewick also joining us from Crow Wing County as the Programs Manager. First of all, folks, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Hi. So, Good morning. Tammy, let's maybe start with you and talk a little bit about Blade. I know we've had you on before, uh, but for those who are not familiar with what Blade is all about, paint us a picture, will you? Yeah, so Blade, um, back in twenty in 2019, at the county, we were just talking a lot about, you know, um, some of our numbers that were just rather staggering. And um, in reference to um, drug use, drug abuse, um, this came in, you know, just various areas of our child protection our jail, law enforcement interactions, the drug task force. And we were just like, how can we maybe go about things differently? Um, We just were really feeling that we weren't um, maybe addressing this in in the way that maybe we needed to be. And so at that time, we held um, a community gathering and we got some some various um, input from community members. And we invited our schools, our healthcare community, our recovery community, um, we had youth serving organizations there, and what we came up with um, was this was Blade, um, the Brainerd Lakes Area Drug Education, and we wanted to work at preventing substance misuse, protecting our people, and preserving our community. We really felt that we needed to change the way we were addressing the drug problem in our community, and we needed to look at what was working, and then what was not working, and then what was missing. And so the coalition has been kind of growing since that point. As I mentioned, it includes law enforcement, our area schools, the, um, the recovery community, definitely a very important aspect, faith community, youth serving organizations, businesses, and really working at how we prevent and reduce substance misuse, um, increasing public awareness, and then really putting support out there for our, um, people impacted, not only the individuals themselves, but their families and our community at large. Interesting. Okay, so this is a this is a wide net of a lot of folks coming together to uh, to do this education. And I know um, Captain Andy Gallus from the Crowing County Sheriff's Office. You before we went on the air, you were kind of talking a little bit about um, how all of these things are working together, and that uh, law enforcement maybe taking a little bit of a different angle nowadays than they did in the past. Explain that if you would. Yeah, kind of building off what Tammy had said. You know, being in the in the uh, drug investigation world for many years, as I was myself, I've been doing this job 23 years. We we're trying to take a um, a different approach in law enforcement, going from the traditional lock everybody up, um, arrest them, to a more progressive uh, angle where we recognize that people with addictions, the best place for them probably is not jail. In right. fact, it, it's really not jail. Uh, we need to get to the mental health sides of, of people, and that's the, that's a big topic, you know. Today is what is the root cause of people turning to addiction and things. And Brian will probably be able to hit on this even better, you know, as from, from the lived community side of it. But we're trying to look at it different. We still need to um, incarcerate people who are bringing large amounts of substances to the area, mm-hmm. but we need to really think differently. And we have this unprecedented collaboration is what I call it with our community service partners, um, not just within government, which is unique with Blade. We're reaching out to the private sector, businesses, faith community, uh, medical community, people such as Brian. Brian and I have an interesting story, and that's for another day possibly. (laughs) But 
um, law enforcement and live community sitting at the same table together. These are unprecedented relationships that, you know, we've been doing this two years together now, and we've been able to make a pretty good um, dent thus far, even with COVID. Mm -hmm. But we hope, you know, moving into the future, getting into the schools and education and all that, it's a big piece to this. And really getting to the root cause, mental health is really where it's at for a lot of people who are addicted to substances. And you made mention of it with the whole pandemic going on. Um, did you Are you finding that it's even more of a problem now? Are people having a really hard time and turning to substances to uh, maybe get some relief as they think it will do? Right. So um, Sheriff Goddard was at the board here just the other day giving them an update on um, instances of mental health and suicide. And the, yeah. I would argue that at an all-time high because we can't say because of COVID, but it's a sure suspicious element to add to it. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to fully realize the effects of substance abuse, COVID, stress, isolation, and all that, probably for you know another year, maybe even two years out. But mm-hmm. definitely uh, we're seeing more instances of substance abuse than we ever have in, in the past. Right. And I know, too, that uh, you guys are kind of focusing on youth right now. And you mentioned going into the schools and that kind of thing. When you do go into the schools, what's the hope and, and how does that get delivered to, to, to kids? Well, Tammy, maybe you can jump in here, too, but um, or Brian. We're working with right now a group called Know the Truth, which is affiliated with Teen Challenge and, you know, trying to get in and, and, and work with the youth and understand um, healthy lifestyle versus, you know, falling victim to, you know, your, your bad thoughts, your bad feelings and things. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we did a coloring contest here recently to kind of introduce that. But Tammy, do you want to talk on Know the Truth and that organization? That's really a, a, a big partnership that we've kind of got going here. Yeah. Um, so Know the Truth, uh, we did a community-wide virtual um, presentation back in the fall And we did a survey with 300 um, kids from our um, county, and kids definitely said that um, they have either thought or know someone who has thought about using um, in an effort to cope during the pandemic. And um, and so we are definitely concerned about that and um, know the truth actually just recently sent out toolkits to all of our school districts in Crow Wing County that they can use in their classrooms. And so that's kind of our first step in putting these prevention materials into the hands of our schools. Mm -hmm. But we are also working with Know the Truth to apply for a grant. And we're right in the midst of that and hope that we can bring um, more prevention um, opportunities to our school through Know the Truth and and others. Um, We're also working um, with the Minnesota Department of Health um, with positive positive community norms mm-hmm. and um, really, you know, also making, talking about um, kids that are choosing not to use and, um, and what they, you know, what activities and things they're taking part in to help them with that. That's a very good point. That's neat. All right. Thank you. Um, Brian, let's turn it over to you again. You are the executive director of restorative justice here in the Brainerd Lakes area and part of the recovery community. First of all, I know about a little bit about restorative justice. That's kind of trying to take a little bit of a different angle on, um, youth, isn't it mainly youth that have maybe done some kind of an offense and instead of locking them up and putting them in a center to work with them and work with victims, correct? Correct. Yeah. So for our organization, currently we, uh, we do focus on the youth and, uh, and it's just like, like the idea behind Blade and, and what we're doing, aiming at the youth is, uh, uh, we see, and I see that addiction, uh, is, uh, is an ongoing battle and to try to reduce uh, reduce people from actively using or choosing to use 
or getting wrapped up in all the different parts of the system, we do need to we do need to address the youth in uh, uh, and in the schools. Um, personally, have uh, been speaking at the middle school for the last uh, three and a half years with all the seventh graders, and and they're ready to hear a message. They're ready to know more about it and become educated. And, and the collaboration between all the different organizations and the law enforcement and the schools, we're, we are going to continue to see just a real positive uh, effect. Mm-hmm. And as this grows, uh, I see the excitement and the, and the belief that the program is moving forward, that this coalition is not going anywhere, mm-hmm. that we're going to keep marching forward and we're going to see change that, uh, that we want to see. But uh, the community wants to see as well. Yeah. And more people are going to jump on board when they see that change is happening and uh, collaboration is is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the recovery community, yeah. working hand in hand with law enforcement or, uh, you know, social services, where once upon a time I was a consumer of that. And now to be able to be on the front lines with them, mm-hmm. that's an amazing, that's an amazing thing. That's a and big testi- jump. <laughs> yeah, it testifies to the fact that uh, people uh, uh, coming out of addiction uh, can really have an impact in their community. And this is a definitely a place for that. Absolutely. Um, and forgive me if you don't want to share, but do you want to tell a little bit more about your story as a member yeah. of the recovery community? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off, since Andy's on the call with us, uh, I met Andy back in uh, 2000 uh, when he was trying to get me pointed in the right direction. Okay. And like you said, uh, uh, for some people, uh, you know, incarceration is necessary. For me, in my addiction, I can't stop until I get stopped. And so they pro- they provided the right thing for me to get stopped, and uh, and and struggled with addiction for well for twenty years, mm-hmm. and and then rolled up into the absolute worst place that I could possibly find myself, broken and alone and without anything. And that's how I identified myself, uh, addict, not worthy, no value, uh, uh, don't have a place in the community. Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm draining resources that could be used for something. And then the mental health kicks in, right? So now we're struggling with the mental health uh, and, and, and isolating to the point where uh, there's nobody that can help because you push everybody away. Right. But uh, through, through people's continued efforts to, uh, to try to help me, uh, one guy in particular kept knocking on my door. He wouldn't go away. And uh, uh, you know what? Uh, went from being 100% disabled and, and not working to uh, going back to work at Teen Challenge, uh, seeing the need to work with the youth and, and try to educate them and share real life real life information about uh, choices and how they can lead into addiction and, and or incarceration yeah. and try to offer them a hope and direction from that. And uh, eventually, uh, as I continue to grow in my recovery and in the community and through these relationships, uh, the opportunity to work at Lake City Restorative Justice Project uh, came about. And uh, uh, through the building up of all the people, now I thought, you know what? I could do this job and I could do it really well. Mm-hmm. And I can really connect with these kids that are that are having scrapes with the law, but also to help them to be able to, to not get stuck on what had happened but to be able to identify who they really are, the gifts and abilities that they have and the dreams that they can have. Right. And with the youth that you're working with, for those that don't know, can you explain how your approach at restorative justice is different than kind of the normal, let's bring them to court and lock them up kind of thing? 
Yes, absolutely. So uh, we get uh, direct referrals from the police departments, the sheriff's departments, uh, resource officers in the school, and the county attorney's office. And one of the one of the good things is we can address it right away. Uh, with the criminal justice system, it could drag on for quite a while. Right. And uh, and so we can address what happened right away. And that's important for the youth because uh, if it goes too long, well, they're, they're going to forget about it. What am I even doing here? Right. And uh, but we we end up uh, meeting with them. We assign two of our trained facilitators to work with them and uh, and we get the victim involved as well. So uh, they get to actually be held accountable understand uh, the impact of their decisions mm-hmm. and uh, and hear directly from a victim how that impacted them. We also bring in community members and law enforcement so they can they can have a whole well-rounded uh, vision on what what it is. It's not as simple as taking a candy bar from a store. No. How does that really roll out? Mm-hmm. Uh, assaulting someone uh, or having, you know, you name it, it seems little to them, but we help them identify that it's not little and it's actually pretty big. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, that event or that crime is not their identification. Right. And to, to build off from who they are. So when, when we're meeting with them, we ask them questions about interests and things they're good at. And, and uh, in the end, there's a contract created and we look at how can we how can we build off from uh, all the good parts of this person mm-hmm. and be able to repair the harm? Uh, in the community, with the person who was harmed, yeah. and with himself. And uh, it, the end result is just really amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, recidivism, recidivism rates for our program are 13.5%, wow. which is pretty amazing. Pretty so, good. Excellent. All right. So Brainerd Lakes Area Drug Education, uh, Tammy, and thank you, Brian, for sharing your story. Um, Tammy, let's jump back to you for a moment. Are there what what ways can our listeners become a part of this, or are there events that are coming up that they can attend or do it virtually? What do our listeners need to know how they can be part of this? Yeah, we definitely would like to um, share with our listeners that um, please visit our website. It's bladeinitiative.org. And if you want to contact us through that, that's the great way to um, connect with us. Mm-hmm. If um, you've got ideas or you want to be a part in some way, we also have um, Blade um, out, out on Facebook. And we try to promote um, any events that we are aware of, not just our own events, but other events that um, our area, our partners are um, doing in the community. Mm-hmm. So we'll have information out there. Um, currently, there's some, there are some trainings coming up and um, that are that are being featured on the, our Facebook page. So like us out there and um, be getting our updates there. And um, as we mentioned, the Know the Truth, you'll maybe be seeing more of that in your area schools. And just we hope that you'll be receptive to that and give us feedback on that program and, and how you think it's um, working in your community. So, okay. you know, I think, um, you know, the other thing, like I said, just even contact us. When we were out at the fair, we didn't get to go to the fair last year. Hopefully we'll be out there this year and um, you'll see our booth and um, come and see us. But, you know, one of the things that we did at the fair two years ago was we asked our community members, um, you know, how would you like to be a part and, or where do you think you fit in? And it was really just, I just thought it was really great just to to hear the different ways community members want to be involved. Mm -hmm. We are looking for those um, employers that maybe would be um, wanting to give a person in recovery an opportunity for a job, housing, um, those kinds of things, people that want to work with youth 
um, in our community, whether that be through our faith community or area schools. So I think there's a lot of ways that people can be a part. um, And um, we just hope that you'll reach out to us in one of those ways. All right. And again, that uh, it was bladeinitiative.org. Yep. Okay. Any final thoughts uh, as we try to wrap it up here today? I know we could go on. This could, I'm just, I know we could cover so many things right now, but do any of you have any final thoughts uh, before we let you go here today? My, my thing is just uh, we want the public to know we are, we recognize there's issues. We're trying something different and we're, we're very confident that we're going to have success with this evidence-based type, uh, you know, know the truth and, and the blade initiative moving forward. So we're, we're hopeful to have a pretty good impact with our youth and carrying that on into uh, adulthood. Tammy or Brian, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to encourage listeners to, uh, like Tammy has said, reach out. Uh, uh, it's going to be something that's exciting and, and impactful and has meaning. And if you're looking for something like that to have in your life, uh, this is definitely something to get involved with. Great. Thanks, Brian. Tammy, any, any final thoughts? No, thank you for having us and um, helping us spread the, um, the news about this initiative in our community. Absolutely. Thank you all for being here today. I really appreciate it. And thank you for what you are doing in our community. Thanks. My guests today are here with Blade, Brainerd Lakes Area Drug Education. Again, my guest was Captain Andy Gallus with the Crow Wing County Sheriff's Office. Brian Andrews, he is the Executive Director for Restorative Justice and part of the Recovery Community. And Tammy Lewick was here, the Programs Manager for Crow Wing County. I'm Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus shows can be heard anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen to them through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.